Hello and welcome to another episode of the Surly Horns Podcast. This is episode number seven. We've got a pretty good show for you lined up today. Uh, Black Lab, what do we have in store for everybody? So, of course, uh, last week, Texas OU weekend. That's probably the biggest, by far the biggest thing. Uh, all kinds of stuff going on in that. Sto- uh, Stoops fired. What a, a crazy, I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you. What a crazy, crazy game. That was yeah. amazing. I'm yeah. so glad that that I was there and it was an insane game. All right, continue. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about uh, a couple things that went on during the game. And then um, we'll talk about Aggie KY Jelly game along with uh, Florida LSU. And then we'll look, take a look uh, next week's game with Texas and Baylor. I'll tell a story about Kevin and the turnover. And then we have a very, uh, very exciting end to the show that I really want to stick around for. Yeah, I think everybody's going to really like what we've got in store for you. So let's get started by talking about the game. How did you get your weekend started? So, so let's start there because it is not just about the game. It's no, always it's, about the weekend. It's about social. So I have a group of guys that I play golf with and uh, drove up to Dallas on Thursday, played golf at two very nice country clubs. Thank you so much to CK and uh, Anthony for uh, hosting. You guys are awesome. And uh, had a great time. I didn't play that well. Won some money on Thursday. Lost a bunch on Friday, but had a blast. Uh, Did you shoot triple digits? No, no. <laughs> but I, I didn't break ninety. I didn't. I was close to ninety, but didn't break ninety. So, uh, but they were tough courses, and we were playing from the tips. And I'm old and had a heart attack and uh, had a bad back, so I just don't hit it as far as I used to. So it was, it was tough for me hitting three woods into every every single green. But had an absolute blast. And then Friday night, uh, went over to the Surly uh, Happy Hour for a couple hours and saw some people hadn't seen in a while. Uh, the best, I mean, the greatest thing was having Randolph Duke was there. Randolph Duke was there. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. He was a, he's him. such a fun guy. He is such a great guy. And he's hilarious. And, uh, you know, Aggies are after him. And I can't believe no Aggies didn't, Aggies didn't show up to try to find him and beat him up. Uh, because he had announced on the thread that he was going to be there. Yeah, but, he did announce publicly that he was going to yeah, be there. So, I didn't believe. I didn't believe that he was actually going to show up. Yeah, I've had beers with him before, and uh, so he's a really great guy. And I was, it was glad to see him. And then, uh, and then a few, other, a few other people that I hadn't seen in a while were there. And then a few new people that I'd never met before were there. So it was all around good. Uh, good group, but I'd start drinking it. Who else did we have there? It was uh, it was the the usual crew, right? Yeah. We got Luke Duke, MD Most. I think MD Least was yeah. there. Tantric Superman was there. Uh, RPM, Z Tejas, uh, Zeppel, Zeppel, yeah, Rage. Oh, I didn't see Rage there. He must have come after I left. Uh, yeah. Uh, we had you know, a, a few kind of newcomers and, and friends of mine. Hockey Elmo, SC Day Day. Uh, and a few other people did, did there that was, uh, no, Vic did not show up or I, you know, he said in the thread that he showed up, but he showed up after everybody left or something like oh, okay. that. Okay. Um, but RPM and, and, uh, I forget who else. Cause I was so trashed showed up at the, the after party 
uh, <laughs> at, at twilight. And I was, I was on another level uh, <laughs> at that point. <laughs> well, good for you. That's what the uh, Texas weekend's all about. So, yeah. So my, my tradition before that, um, and it's actually adopted from burn eyes is, uh, we went to the, the Campeses, Oh, wow. Um, and, and, and ate. And for those of the, you that weren't at the happy hour, I wore the throwback Thujone Oklahoma eating a dick shirt all day. Uh, I wore it to the co-working space. I wore it all over deep alum. I wore it to Lee Harvey's. I wore it to Campeses. And we sat right across from this Sooner family that I don't know how they were eating because none of them had teeth, but they just kept staring and staring. And then I I would just move just enough to like make sure that the dick was always showing going into the mouth of of Oklahoma. But, you know, it was super good early dinner and then a a really great time at the happy hour. Um, We ordered uh, uh, quite a few buckets of beer with that tab that we had going. So it was a good time had by all. Um, and then and then rolling into the game the next day. How did you feel in the morning? Uh, I was, wasn't was too bad. Uh, I was definitely a little hungover. I'd start drinking at like 11 a.m. So it was a full full day drink. Um, but I didn't feel too bad. I did start drinking beer at 8 a.m. while you were still in bed, I think. Um, I was not still um, in bed. I have people who can testify okay, to well, that. Uh, I actually sold my tickets to rage i sold my tickets at like seven in the morning i texted him at like six when i woke up and cracked open my first beer and i was like tickets are yours if you want them and he was like i'll be there in 25 uh-huh. minutes so i looked like hell at that point we had just picked up uh, a dozen uh, taco cabana tacos and we're getting started with our morning ritual to pre-game nice so uh i showed up at eight at the fa- i was at the fair by eight front of the chili parlor drinking beer and meeting up with people I hadn't seen in a while. So it was a good, good, good pregame going. Uh, so what did you think about going into the stadium? What, which, uh, which game did in, you go in? I was, I was, I was in G I think the opposite side or the North, I guess North side of the stadium, 50 yard line. Gates. Yeah. And my guys, um, I don't know if they were Sooners or what, but they weren't, I got there pretty late, uh, pretty close to kickoff, and they were crawling, letting people in. They were just like not. The, he was chit chatting with every single person, and everybody was just like trying to get in. I didn't mind so much because I just bought two beers and I was trying to slam them before getting into the stadium. Well, that's good. Um, I didn't really have any problem getting in, and then got to my seats. I was in the upper deck, uh, about twenty yard line on the north side, and um, or on the uh, the opposite opposite side from the um, television or the thing. So no, yeah. So on the Texas side, but on the um, about the twenty yard line, upper deck, eleventh row. So it was really good seats. And um, man, I was fired up. And I, I sat with a couple of friends I hadn't seen in a while. And um, so it was, but they're really knowledgeable about football. So we had good good banner the whole game and. Uh, Boy, the ups and downs of that game, holy crap, you know, from going from holy shit, we're going to win going away to holy fuck, we might lose to winning. Just what a roller coaster of emotions, the whole game. 
Yeah, I mean, it. <laughs> so I bounced around a little bit in the stadium because I had friends all over the place and they were texting me, hey, open seats next to me, open seats next to me. So uh, I started out in in the seats that, that I got in Section 18, which were awesome seats. That, I mean, it was a great vantage point. Row 34, Section 18, um, pretty much see every play develop coming, uh, you know, towards us or away from us. And which was a good and a bad thing sometimes uh, on some of those plays that broke loose. Uh, it was, it was excruciating. You know, we saw Kyler Murray break loose and come running towards yeah. us. And then uh, I actually had a buddy that was sitting six section 16 row one. And for those of you who don't know, that's like right behind the field goal uprights um, sitting basically inside of the band. Uh, I kept having to move the, the, net because this tuba player kept getting his tuba caught in the net. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so once I told him, Hey man, uh, it, it, just let me know before you get up and I'll make sure that the tuba doesn't get caught. And he was like, Oh, I didn't even realize you were back there. And he was like, I don't care. I don't need to play. And so he just set the tuba down and, and I had like a perfect view. After that. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, how'd you like the uh, actual football part of the game? Oh man, it was that I was not expecting um, I so I was fully expecting Oklahoma to either do what they did and march down or Texas to just stuff them on the first mm-hmm. drive. And so uh, we actually had some bets going of tattoos. If if Texas actually won 63 to zero, <laughs> people were going to get tramp stamps of 63 to zero <laughs> on their back. But uh, so we, you know, the the first time when that the tight end caught the ball and did, didn't have control coming down, I was like, oh well, there goes that bet. And then you know it came back, and I was like, oh for sure, Texas can hold them to a yeah. field goal. And you know, of course, that right. that didn't happen, and they they ended up scoring. And so I was like, okay, well, I mean, this is going to be a long game if they're going to score every two yeah. minutes. And sure enough, Texas comes out and just drives the whole right. field. You know, I, they went 80 instead of 75 just because, you know, first play of the game, I guess it's tradition for a Tom Herman team to just yeah, second, fucking second delay of game. Row, we did that first play of the game. It's like it's the it's the third game yeah. this season. Second. Yeah. And then we even did it like at the beginning of the second half. But the yeah, Almost. but the ref admitted that they started the clock too soon. So, um, yeah, that was kind of odd. I was. After that first drive of Oklahoma, I was like, oh, my God, are they going to square every time they have the ball? You know, are we going to be able to slow them down? And uh, everybody around me was just like, oh, God, we're not going to be able to stop OU. And I was, you know, burnt eyes especially was like, calm down, calm down. (laughs) And then we were able to drive. And then that drive made me feel like, okay, we can win this game. We need to stop them a couple times, get a couple turnovers, and we need to score – Maybe not every time we have the ball, but the vast majority of the times we have the ball. And I going in. Turns out they scored every time yeah, they had the ball. Yeah, that's what's funny is, <laughs> yeah, we, there was like, I don't think there was a punt in the first half. You know, they turned it over twice. We held held that. And then um, I think we scored like seven straight times or something like that. So uh, it was great. Oh, it was yeah, crazy. it was just amazing. Yeah. And you know, at the end, you know, people, there's been a big, big thread about, oh, do we go too conservative? Do we do this? Do we do that? And, you know, what really killed us at the end was the holding penalties. And if we just 
head and hold. Ah, man, that one delay of game call that didn't get fucking yeah. called. That, oh yeah, like the fourth and the fourth yeah. and three delay of game. That was some yeah. bullshit. That where they 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 didn't get no. that time out out off. That like I watched it on TV. Everybody watched it live. There's no fucking way that they got that yeah. time out off. And yeah, that and then there's at least two plays where. Um, there's definite pass interference, but the refs just were like, I'm not going to call it every single time. But uh, CJ, or, uh, yeah, CJ was open or somewhat open, and the, the Oklahoma guy basically tackled him, no call. And, and then the two holding call or three holding calls, and one of which I, I you know, watched the replay. Yeah, but on that first drive, you know, and I was talking to Burn Eyes and Johnny Rage about this when, when we were sitting down next to each other. That first drive where, where Texas was still up 21 and um, they they got the holding call and then they got another holding call and they got another holding call. It wasn't all that bad because they still traded about four and a half minutes of clock time for a drive that it didn't stall out immediately That's, after those holding yeah. calls. Right. I mean, they, they burned yeah. plenty of clock because the clock restarted right. after each one of those holding calls. So it wasn't that's, so bad. That one, I, I think that's like you can get away with those mental errors. And that's where it should have stopped, where they get off the field, you know, OU gets the ball and then coach Herman or whoever the freaking offensive line coach talks to him and says, look, guys. Holding calls are really like we can't have holding calls because we're going to do this three yards at a time. You know, holding calls will ruin. You can't do three yards at a time if you have a holding call. And um, it, it was really interesting to, you know, see that Oklahoma was just they weren't uh, ready to give up. Like, you know, Kyler Murray is, is as much of a, an Ewok as he is. He is, he is a gamer. Um, um yeah, that that run that he broke off on that second, right, yeah. to bring it within seven, that was that was crazy, right? The eleven second yeah. drive, that was play, and he just kind of snuck out, and then Stearns just took a horrible angle uh, towards him, and horrible. and then a couple of people were getting blocked and didn't get off their blocks, and it was just like four bad things happened in a row, and boom, it leads to a touchdown and eleven second drive. So the but you know then. So our offense sputtered the first part of the fourth quarter, but then they wouldn't really counted. You know, we had we were tied up, and but we drove down the field and kicked a field goal. So it's like what four weeks in a row that we've gotten the ball and either had to just run the clock out or uh, run the clock out or score, and we've we've accomplished it every time. You know, we ran out the clock against CCU, ran out the clock against K State, ran out the clock against USC, and this week. Not running out the clock. Well, we, we we used as much of the clock as we could, and then kicked the field goal. Absolutely, just you know, devastated Oklahoma by taking up the clock and getting the score. So when we need it most, and it's one thing to take your foot off the gas and try and just run the game out. Um, but this was a rivalry game, and I would I really would have liked to have seen the killer instinct in Herman. And just say, fuck these Sooners. We're going to win by 60. Yeah. That's, you know, and, and because because OU had no answer. No. They had no answer. I know. And that's part of me wanted that as well. We even talked about it in the stands is, you know, how Mac in like 2005 just took his foot off the gas. And in reality, when we scored 45, we could have scored 60 or 70. And we should have. We should have just run up the score 
as far as we could. And, and this game too, but you know, I mean, maybe he felt like he was going to get Mike Stoops fired if he did that. And he yeah. cares about Mike Stoops, yeah. but he got fired anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, so the, the repercussions of the game, the after game, there's some really great stuff that happened. So uh, Stoops gets fired and then uh, Ellinger comes up. Well, Stoops tries to quit, apparently. Yeah, so the stories I'm hearing, I've heard several different things from several well-connected people, but... Apparently there was a, a fist fight in the locker room between him and a player at halftime. He was screaming and yelling and a player took a punch at him and he fought back and, and that guy ended up quitting and then those players pulled him back. And so that um, apparently has uh, split the team um, between people who supported Stoops and supported that player. And then, uh, so that was, that's what happened at halftime. And then, yeah, the other rumor hearing is that Stoops resigned and uh, Riley wouldn't accept it. And then Riley got told by the president of the university to accept it and he's fired. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, who's, who's, what really happened should be interesting to find out you know, in the next year or two when all this stuff really comes out of what really happened. But yeah, when it actually shakes yeah, out. So, and then is this, a midseason firing for OU is not good. No, not at all. I mean, That's not what a stable program does. And, you know, I think it's, uh, to my delight, it's almost the techification of uh, Oklahoma that they're becoming <laughs> tech-like school that's all offense, no defense. And now they got a tech guy in, as a head coach. They got a ex-tech DC as the DC now, a ruffian. And uh, will they, you know, be able to field a defense worth a fuck with this high-power offense that they have? I mean, the offense there's is no doubt the best one we've seen all year and probably will see all year, probably top five offense nationwide, but the defense is fucking atrocious, you know? And yeah, I mean, everybody knows that I've been in the Sam Ellinger thread for reasons other than talking about <laughs> Sam Ellinger, but the, the, they made the guy look like an absolute fucking superstar Heisman to front yeah. runner. And, and not that not, I'm not going to talk shit about Sam, but he's not that. He's not yeah, that. Give him another year. He will be. But I, I don't know that. Like, don't get out the anointing oil just yeah. yet. He's he's solid, great performance, but that fucking defense is non-existent. Yeah, it's horrible. It's probably the I, I put TCU's defense way above theirs, and even maybe USC's uh, better than theirs, and uh, K State's for sure better than theirs. So yeah, it should be interesting. What see what happens? The uh, firing somebody midseason is just not not good, and. Uh, I'm hoping this is the, you know, the, the jinx of following a legend. You know, you follow Mac Brown, you're going to get, you know, Charlie Strong just didn't work out. And, you know, I, I thought, oh, my God, you know, the Sooners have just lucked into this uh, Lincoln Riley thing. But now there's some, you know, some dents in the armor and, you know, we'll see what how it, how he reacts and how he manages. But, you know, as a Texas fan, I'm hope, hoping it all fucking goes into a big goddamn dumpster fire. But who knows what will happen there. Maybe he thinks they were already at the bottom and like, where do you go from yeah. here? Well, I mean, yeah, just that's the, that is the most points that Texas has ever yeah, scored. It's against hard to believe OU. the, uh, I mean, the OU fans have been calling for him to be fired. They didn't want him kept when uh, Bob quit and they wanted him fired after last year. So, you know, most of them already wanted this, you know, they all admitted that that defense was the weak link and, you know, Stoops defense has always been kind of, I mean, you know, with Bob, I will say I will say OU is is a, a very scary, very scary yes. team 
if they have a good yes, defense. Yes, if they have a good defense. I mean, la- look at last year's playoff. If they had a defense worth a fuck, they would have beat Georgia. I mean, they gave up 52 points to Georgia. And the uh, if they had any defense whatsoever that, you know, there was – I remember seeing a, somebody put a video together of all the big plays of Georgia and, you know, highlighting – watch you know, circling like linebacker or safety or somebody who just – completely runs themselves out of the play or lines up at the exact wrong place. And, you know, there's Georgia linemen just standing up looking for somebody to block and there's nobody to block because the hole is so big and there's no defense, no linebacker or safety there. And it's just like, this has been a systemic problem for them for, you know, more than a year. And so really reared its ugly head today. I'm, I'm looking forward to tech and uh, West Virginia and see if they, if they can light them up as well, but you know, who knows what will happen with those two games. Yeah. So, so getting back to Sam. So you started a thread post game. Yeah. So I got this Sam and something that happened. I got this thing Twitter. tweeted to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever!" And it, and somebody actually posted posted both in the Sam thread and the game thread. But one of the things that always pisses me off about Surly is these these really great important things get buried in those threads. So I'm going to really try to make an effort of getting these types of things out more. And so I posted it because it deserved its own thread. And Sam going up to the midget and try to shake his hand, say good game. Midget telling him something and Sam telling him, take the lost pussy according to one source. Now I've read another source that was that he basically said, fuck you bitch um, after it. But either way, it's just great to hear uh, <laughs> Sam telling fucking Ewok to fuck off or take the lost pussy. Take the, yeah, lost, take pussy the lost is pussy. the greatest thing since, uh, Fucking, it don't make a shit from, no, well, it's, it was like this, it was a, a UT A&M game from the early seventies and um, they, they flipped the coin and A&M won and said the ball and, and uh, this, I can't remember his name right now, defensive lineman for UT, the ref asked him, you know, which, which side do you want to defend? And he was like, it don't make a shit. And that, uh, that was like the Lex, it Lexicon for UT football for years. It don't make a shit. And they went on to beat him, you know, just like 63 to nothing or something. There was a, there was a really bad blood from the year before and he was like, you know, ready to kill somebody. And so I think that this is right up there, you know, along with uh, the 2005 and uh, Vince telling, you know, Lyman tell him, Hey, they know what the play is. And Vince saying, I don't fucking care if they know what the play is. We're going to fucking run it anyway. And, uh, and then scoring the touchdown with Billy Pittman. So, you know, there's a lot. Of, this is right up there on the uh, Mount Rushmore of of UT. Um, yeah, you start seeing, if anybody, you see TTLP, take the lost pussy. And it's all over. You know, it's the it's yeah. the site slogan now. There's T-shirts being made. Um, so keep yeah. an eye out for so, that. So um, there's a couple other games. I don't, you want to just skip the other games and talk about next week. Think we're, or do you want to? Oh, I don't know. You want me to tell I a think, story? Um, I think the, the the game worth talking about, right, is LSU Florida, because to me that was such a surprise after LSU kind of coming out and showing that they are a team that's going to be reckoned with yeah. this, this season, right? They're they're a right. team, they're a real team, and they're they're for yeah. the real deal. And then Kentucky coming into Florida and beating Florida. Showing that it's possible, not just like not just for this Florida team, yeah. but like this season, 
going into the swamp yeah. and beating Florida is, is totally doable. And so I thought LSU, okay, they've got this game, whatever. And then it was just so close the whole game until Florida just something just snapped and Florida just decided they were going to, to by sheer will win that game. Yeah. So interception um, for a touchdown and uh, pretty much open the game up. And, the, you know, it's, it's one of the things that always, I would thought, I thought LSU was going to be a complete mess this year. Uh, Oregon's just a fucking moron and yeah, Orgeron. And it was just, okay, they're going to really suck this year. It's going to be good for recruiting. Maybe we'll pick up uh, um, Kane or one of the other guys that we weren't, we might not get because they're just going to be, you know, three and nine or something. And then they come out of the gate, they beat Auburn. Uh, they're on the road to, you know, uh, match up with Alabama for the, SEC West, and then oh yeah, by the way, you got to go to Florida, and then they somehow lose. And Florida's been, you know, a dumpster fire for a few years now, and finally coming out of it. But they did lose to Kentucky, and after watching the I Kentucky, mean, their coach, their coach looked shocked in the the post game interview that they won. Yeah, it looked absolutely shocked. Yeah, and then which is crazy, you know, you, you you're supposed to just like win at home against right. anybody. Yeah, and Florida. then after watching the Kentucky A and M game where the Kentucky quarterback is not capable of throwing a football past the line of scrimmage. <laughs> not um, not a moral victory this time. Just an overtime. Just a, overtime. Just an overtime shitty win. Well, just a it's a top fifteen win for A and M. You know, defending their house. And first time they beat a ranked opponent in two or three years, and you know, or well, it's Kentucky. Yeah, it's just fucking Kentucky. They're a basketball school. It's fucking cockroaches. That, I was laughing so hard when the. Uh, the pick of the uh, fumble return for the touchdown. Cause in my head, I was saying the only way Kentucky scores here is a fumble or interception return for a touchdown. Cause they're not going to, they couldn't get the ball past midfield, you know? And so, and then boom, fumble return for touchdown. It was like, Holy shit, this is going to happen. And then for some ungodly reason, they fucking try to throw in overtime. You got the, one of the best running backs in the country. They should have just run him until he scored a touchdown or they did make it on fourth down. I mean, and then their field goal kicker can't even make a 43-yard field goal. It's That's like, crazy. Yeah, that was nutty. Whatever, like, he missed that. I was, I was like, like, okay. Okay, it was tipped. You know, somebody had to tip that. No, it was just straight up. Just bonk, just right off the bottom. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, I, I can go out and I probably can't today because I'm old and fucking weak. But, you know, back in high school and college, I could easily kick 45-yard field goals. And I played soccer my whole life. But – it, for a kicker at a fucking Division One team to not be able to make a goddamn 43-yard field goal is just fucked up beyond measure. And it really didn't matter anyway because A&M went down and scored a touchdown anyway. But still, it's just – oh, what a fucking – it was just that game. After going to OU, Texas OU, and just offensive juggernauts, you know, going toe-to-toe, fucking passes being completed way downfield, great runs, great offensive line play opening holes, great runs by running backs uh, – Little Jordan Humphrey carrying ten people with him, ten yards. I mean, it's just all the offensive stuff. And then go come. I got home and turn on the A and M Kentucky game, and it looked like a fucking high school game. You know, as far as slap fight, you know, just Mon can't hit a fucking ocean from a boat in that game. Uh, their quarterback literally cannot throw a pass the line of scrimmage without hitting an Aggie or one of his own players in the back, or just going straight to dirt and. Just unreal ineptitude in that game. So, 
Uh, should be interesting next couple of weeks with uh, A&M. That was the 12th man freaking him yeah, out, 12th, by the way, Bob. Yeah, so South Carolina, Mississippi State, Auburn, Ole Miss. should be really interesting to see what, what A&M does over the next couple of weeks. And then uh, we'll see what, what they're really made out of. But, yeah, what a, what a game. So uh, before we talk about next week, I just want to tell a story about a little bit about the turnover. And so – Somebody had requested we tell more shaggy stories, so this is a this is one that I thought of. So, back in uh, February, and so the judge ruled um, that Kevin o- or the judgment, the trial was last summer, a year ago last summer, and then the judgment came down in January, and then I had thirty days to appeal. Uh, Kevin assumed I was appealing, and when I didn't appeal, and I just didn't want to drag it out anymore, I was ready for it to be over. And so I didn't appeal. And um, so I tell my lawyer to tell Kevin's lawyers that, hey, they can come get the servers because their lawyers had been asking, hey, when are we going to get the servers? When are we going to get the servers? So on there was like Thursday or whatever day it was that I was at, um, I was on the radio. And then the following couple of days, I, I emailed my lawyer and I told him, uh, you know, come. Actually, it was the day before the I was on the radio. So. That Friday was the last day I could appeal. We didn't appeal. I told his lawyer or told my lawyer to tell his lawyers, come get the servers. So they immediately say, send an email back saying, we're, we're going to send somebody. And then, uh, <laughs> and then they, we're going to send so then They realize that. Uh, so Monday morning, they email my lawyer and say, hey, can you be at the colo at noon to meet this guy? And I'm like, sure. And I drive to work and I get to work about nine o'clock. And as I'm Pulling into work, I get a phone call and I look at the number and it's like, holy shit, it's Kevin. Kevin's calling me. So I answer. What the fuck? What? The, so, and just so everybody knows, I haven't heard this story yeah, so, yet. So, um, what the fuck was Kevin so doing? Kevin calling calls you? me and is like, hey, uh, um, I got the guy up coming to get servers. Is the address this? Well, he'll be there around noon. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's fine. I'll be there and I'll give him servers. And it's like, okay, cool. And then he was like, um, if he takes the servers, does that mean Shaggy will go down? And I was like, <laughs> yes, the site will go offline if you take the servers out of the rack and put them in somebody's car. And he's like, oh, well, um, could we could we leave it up? And I was like, yeah, you can leave the servers in the rack. I can we can transfer the contract over to you for the rack. We can, you know, we can do whatever you want. The, you I can make a dump of the database and a, a dump of the zip file of the, of the files. And you can put it on the cloud somewhere, you know, whatever you want to do, Kevin, it's cool. And he's like, okay, well, um, Bob, what should I do? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sitting here thinking in my mind, this is the guy that sued me over this fucking thing out of spite and now he's asking me what the fuck he should do with this thing. It's like the dog who finally caught a car after chasing cars for years and doesn't know what the fuck to do with it. So I'm like, well, Kevin, frankly, you know, these servers are old and pieces of shit. You should probably just, uh, you know, host it on uh, the cloud somewhere. I'll, I'll set up, I'll dump the database. I'll get a zip file, of all the files. I'll put it up on the, the web. Your guy can pull it down. You can put it up wherever you want. And then the site won't be down and, you know, you could keep the site up and going. He's like, oh, okay, well, let's, let's go ahead and do that. I'll call my guy and tell him not to, 
I'll have to pick up the servers and we'll, we'll do that. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then he's like, so, uh, you know, you're, um, you know, you're technically, you're still 28% owner of Shaggy cause you still own part of Envision. So, you know, would you want to just keep the servers up and running there at the rack and, you know, you, you keep 28% of the, the revenue? No fucking, no fucking way. And I was like, uh, Kevin, I think, I think I'm past that right now. I think I'm done with Shaggy. And he's like, I understand. Yeah, I, I completely understand. I don't, I don't blame you a bit. I was like, you know, I'm sorry, Kevin, but I just can't, can't possibly, you know, work with you. And he's like, okay, well, that's cool. That's cool. And then, and we talked a little bit more about, you know, the servers, the, how to set it up and do all the stuff. And it was, it was just bizarro world that this guy is calling me and, you know, I bit my tongue so much. I didn't, didn't say anything, all the things I wanted to say, but it was just, God, that was the strangest fucking phone call ever. I haven't heard from him since. Well, I did, well, I actually didn't hear from him after a week or so. Then, uh, he, he, uh, the lawyers called my lawyer and told them they're ready to pick up the servers. And so I met some guy downtown and, uh, he picked up the server, you know, took all the servers out of the rack and took them away. And it's like, why the fuck does he need, I mean, these are all Dell 1950s, 1750s, 1850s. So there's a, like 10 to 15 year old servers and probably worth maybe $500 total. And maybe, maybe not even that, you know, maybe you get 25 bucks for each of them. And, but, you know, I guess it was the final act of spite I actually took the servers and uh, so I don't know if he, he's using them or if he threw them away or th- sold them for scrap or, or what. But that was the that was the end. I, I haven't talked to him since. So that was just kind of a bizarre bizarre ending to to Shaggy. And then I hear it turned into a scat site. It did, yes. <laughs> and now it's a circle, quite the circle jerk with uh, eight bad bofo. Oh, dude, they have awesome wolf. game threads. Yeah. They have like the best best game, game threads. threads ever. And. Uh, they're really easy to follow if, yeah. um, you know, I don't want to send too much traffic over to <laughs> what what is now a rival message yeah. board, but it's definitely worth going to check out some of their game threads. They're, they're really yep, good. They are. So, okay. Well, last thing we'll talk about Baylor UT. I think, I think we're going to stomp them. I think UT is going to come out and just crush. I think we're going to be able to stop them defensively. I think our offense is now in tune and I think we're just going to roll down the field. Baylor's still reeling from, um, Exodus of players after Browse left. I think I think we're gonna run up now. Charlie Brewer is pretty damn good quarterback. And what's funny is damn good player. Yeah, they, they do have some good players. And but I think overall depth and um, just skill is just gonna we're just gonna overwhelm them. I, think. Uh, I mean Texas. So here's the thing: is one thing that I didn't expect that I did see um, from Texas in, in the OU game is. And I don't know how much of this is, the, you know, the whole OU is soft and all that whatever shit that everybody wants to talk about a rival school. OU's got some good, talented players, right? I mean, they have a lot of four-star recruits. They've got a bunch of big, strong guys. And the Texas offense especially was just manhandling these people. Yes. The defense, yeah. right, against their, you know, five-star, four-star recruits, like it was still an even thing. There, there isn't what, but... Uh, maybe a handful of four stars at the most on Baylor's team. I mean, this is going to be a, a punking, like a physical punking. Um, 
because they're not the big, strong white guys from Kansas that, you know, they're just strong dudes and they can get by. Like these are little motherfuckers from Waco. Yeah. Now, Texas has kind of played a level of their competition the last two shit games, KSU and, and Tulsa, but, and then Maryland. But the, uh, I think this week we, we're going to roll. Yeah, I don't know. I think after you, uh, the, and, and the buildup has been there really the, the whole season. And after you play somebody like OU, it has to stay in your mind that, like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to move this guy out of the way. Right. We and and Texas coming in, uh, this team seems like they don't want to be the underdog. You know, they've they've been playing as the underdog all season, but it, it, maybe this is going to flip a switch with the team, and they're just going to get a killer instinct mentality and really just go for the throat, starting from play one. Hopefully, we see four quarters of football. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for. Yep, absolutely. Um, that's what I'm hoping for because we've seen three good quarters yeah. of Texas football all season. Right. But four good quarters, right. that's a scary team. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, what do you think the score is? Uh, I'm thinking like 42 to 14. Oh, I, I think I think Texas – this is the first time Texas breaks 60 <laughs> for sure. It'll be interesting to see if Tom takes the, so, the foot off the gas. I'd also like to see uh, no, uh, Rising come in no. and play a few downs. Um, and a few of the other freshmen, you know, the new, new red shirt rule, you can, you know, play four games. I'm thinking this is one of the games that might start seeing some of the freshmen that we're going to still red shirt. I think, yeah, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with 63. The, what I guessed last week. So 63 for Texas and, and maybe 10 Okay, for Baylor. Fair enough. All right. So last thing, you got something you want to play for me? I'm back. We had an interesting phone call before we recorded this podcast. And while we can't play the whole phone call, what we can do is give you a little preview. So here's a little preview of what we got, maybe for next week or the week after. Uh, this is Bob and Rick from, from Surly Horns. What's going on? Hey, we were just calling to see if you wanted to... Maybe talk to us a little bit and be on our podcast this week. I don't know if you've been listening to our podcast, but we kind of talk everything college football, Texas, Texas A&M. No, but I mean, I'm aware, of this, I'm aware of this site and kind of the nasty things said about me and my family. In the 85, I think, page thread, that's pretty nasty. I'm not sure why you guys would want me. Like, Very good. I'm going to go I, spend some time with my kids. So... Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, man. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for all the Tree Fitty gang. Thanks for everybody that's coming and listening to these podcasts. I hope you're enjoying them. Have a good one. Talk to you later.